What a chance! And a goal for Paul King! Preston letting fly with an all-automatic goal! O'Boyle's inside, and there it is! That's it! St. Johnson are in the final. Stevie May! They scored! Callum Hendry! Stephen Anderson scores! And what is it about Sean Rooney and Cup Finals? He's gone and done it again! Hello everyone, it's us, it's your old pals, it's Sam and Dan, it's the Dogger Saints podcast, we are back for episode 81, it's been a little while, there's been a lot happening, I can't talk about this myself, I need to talk about both, as I say, my pal Danny's here, hello! We're back, and we're living it large, we're living it big time, good time, no reply, oh no, reply, reply it was online, you being nice. Via all the usual social streams. We're getting early with that one. But a packed show, as usual. It was the Player of the Year Awards. We've got them to cover. We have got the return of victories at McDermott. Oh, the sweet, sweet smell of success and getting it right up, Jim Goodwin. Goodwin's a fanny. Oh, very much so. Very much so. We'll cover the women's game, but more more importantly, how much I hate players, management and fans of Montrose Football Club. We'll get into that as well. Can I just say something? Of course. Of course I can. It's an open forum between the two of us. Well, well, I've been to uh, Montrose a couple of times for games involving their men's team. Against Saints in the in the uh, competition previously known as the Glorious Bretford, right? <laughs> and uh, I don't know how, but the supporters of the women's side are fucking 900 times. It's a perfectly, Links Park's a perfectly pleasant place to go and watch football for a men's game. The travelling support for the women's side, honestly, we'll get into it. We will get into that. So we can say we don't hate Montreux's men's team, just the women's team in particular, but we will get to that and the reasons why. The prize bungle announcement, you may not have seen online, but we have announced a winner. We will tell you all about the details and maybe go into a little bit of details about the most horrific two days of my life. Um, we will also cover Theme Team, which has been sitting in our bank for ages. You might say a wank bank because it's wank sex. Wank bank. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, mate. Um, so, we, oh, I've, got, I've even got a theme tune for that one uh, plugged into the book. So, we will be covering uh, a sexy base theme. Some of them we won't be talking about. Um, it really did bring out the worst in people, but also the best in some people. Some of them were brilliant, and it also gave us some some uh, insight into their online internet viewing. We knew it was going to happen. We knew what we knew the risk we were taking with this one. We've got to put that at the end, though, because of the parental content warning. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll throw that in right at the very very end. Uh, we're also going to do the club shop of shame, and this week is absolute vintage, vintage club shop of shame. Yeah, it's it's blown my mind. Yep, and I think, did I mention Player of the Year? We did mention Player of the Year. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll talk about that. But before we get to Player of the Year, let's talk about our bread and butter, Dan. Let's discuss the football. Dundee United came to town on Saturday, and this is what happened. St. Johnston welcomed Dundee United to Perth with Jim Goodwin's team looking to make it four Premiership wins in a row, something they last managed in 2013. Home advantage is almost mythical when it comes to this fixture. The whole side without a win in the last 12 encounters. United have won here in each of the last three seasons, while Saints have won four times at Tannadice since they last beat Dundee United in Perth. 
Considine sends it in. It's a little head flick on. That'll come back onto me. Beaks back onto Corbin. Well, it wasn't pretty, but it was effective. And it's a first goal in almost two years for Liam Gordon. Well, the throw came in, Considine got it as hard as he could. It broke off Mulgrew. Hamburg fit it back to May. And then more in hope than expectation than anything else. Liam Gordon got the shot away. St Johnston have their first home goal against Dundee United since September 2015. St Johnston won, Dundee United nil. Lovely touch, carry on to Halbert. Mulgrew with a challenge, I think he then took him down. Well, there's a big moment in this match here. And Charlie Mulgrew is off. Well, the initial challenge wasn't it, but it's the secondary challenge. Left the leg up to take out Nick Halberg. There was no covering player. And the red card was immediately produced. The referee brings the game to a close. And for the first time since September 2015, St Johnston beat Dundee United at home. They hadn't scored in the last six at home against Dundee United. And they got the only goal that mattered today through their skipper, Liam Gordon. A glorious return to the mighty Per St. Johnson. And first thing I want to point out of the bag is Holberg and Kerry look like bloody brand new players. They were unbelievable. And in many, in many, many senses of the word. Now, I meant to say and never did on episode 80. Um, so I said it was something I'd come back to and never did. With Callum gone, there was no hiding place for the players now. Macca's, you know, um, substitute teacher for now, anyway. So he's going to get a, he's got a free pass off the fans, basically, because he's on a bit of a, well, maybe not hiding to nothing, but in fact, no, he's in a very good position that if he does it, he's a hero. If he doesn't, it's not his fault, um, which Callum wasn't, obviously, because he was permanent manager and had been there for several years. So that meant the players hadn't, they didn't have Callum to hide behind anymore. And to be fair to them, in the Hibs game, which you weren't there for because you were doing something ridiculous, which we'll come on to later. And at the weekend, a couple of the guys that have been missing for a bit, I have got a bit of a qualification with Carey, but some of the guys that have, right, you know, took a, maybe a bit of deserved criticism really stepped up for, as you say, Holberg was excellent against United. He was so good. He, he got left out of the Hibs game. Maybe that was a rocket up his handsome arse. Um, Carey, this is where the qualification comes in, played in his actual position instead of sort of this theory that it was a latter-day Paul Scholes and could sit behind the midfield and ping balls about. Yeah, this, uh, this Paul Scholes in his retirement kind of era. Kind of where they kind of oh. had them playing, yeah. Um, it's amazing, like actually playing players in their actual position. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? You know, carry a winger playing him on the wing. I, I can't believe. And see, playing James Brown in his natural position, he's all right there, isn't he? He's not bad. He's also a, na- a right nice lad, Brownie. We'll yeah. come on that later. Yeah, he is indeed. Yeah, he's a right nice guy. But um, yeah, it was. Do you know what? I don't think the quality of football necessarily improved over the two games. Although I did think we had a very, very good spell against United um, where we maybe could have cashed in a little bit more and not made them last 25 minutes as enjoyable as a trip to the dentist. Um, Yeah, it was... the, The 
application was there more, the fight was there more, the, the tempo of play. They, they looked up for it in these last two games. And the Hibs won, so Hibs are, to say, you know, it was the last game before the split, you just didn't want to lose. Macca's first game, a point was good that day. Uh, three would have been better. Yeah, you get that. And Hibs are better than us. Objectively, yeah, but uh, probably the highlight of the match was um, maybe not what happened on the field, other than Liam Gordon maybe being able to score five goals, uh, which was <laughs> which is a thoroughly impressive um, thing to to almost done. Uh, it was Jim Goodwin's comments after the match that um, they they maybe were going to appeal uh, the the red card because there was a man covering uh, round the back of uh, Charlie Mulgrew and he definitely wasn't the last man and it was wide off the pitch and it wasn't a goal scoring opportunity. Um, uh, total bollocks. There wasn't anyone within 20 odd yards. There wasn't anyone within Theo Bear's first touch of him. <laughs> and sorry, I'm sorry. He didn't have a good game, did he, Theo? Bless him. He, he didn't. And I mean, to be fair, he sort of set the tone when he put his shirt on Fraxibunt on the bench. Um, Not a strong start to it, proceedings. It wasn't a strong start to proceed. Oh, he's such a lovely lad and all. It's heartbreaking, but... Um, anyway, enough of that. We're, we're going with the positives. Yeah, I mean, Goodwin made a Goodwin was weird all week. I mean, talking about our crowd, yeah, a great crowd, admittedly, you know, went into the community, you know, got the got into the schools, which is what everyone's been crying out to do for ages. And Saints could have easily opened the almond, and United might have filled the stand. I don't know, but they didn't. And we got a good crowd in, and it was in the main and in the east, um, you know, the, the where the pain tickets were. Great crowd, absolutely brilliant crowd in both. It's yeah. It, so his comments there were, and I know he was just trying to play the game and pander to their fans and stuff like that. But it was a weird thing to say. And then just just go to Vengaru. If you don't want to say anything about a refereeing decision, go to Vengaru. Didn't see it. Talk absolute bollocks that can be dis. You know, a myth that can be dismissed in the space of thirty seconds. 30 seconds for someone to upload a photograph onto the internet of the fact that Mulgrew and Holberg were 25 yards in front of everyone else. Yeah, it was just an absolute shambles. Um, but you see, Wenger just didn't see it. He used to see everything else. I remember every week on Sky Sports News, Wenger uh, always used to chip in about fucking everything. Even stuff that was completely unrelated to Leeds are going to be changing their badge. Arsene Wenger says they should stick with tradition. Went, what is it? Him and Ted Beckham, they were the two. Always sticking their big fucking noses into stuff that didn't involve them. Him, him and who? Ted Beckham. Ted Beckham. Ted Beckham did always stick his nose into stuff. I had a um, guy I used to go to the football with. He used to get a little old Trafford. Um, he was always a driver, Robbo. And Robbo's now, you know, probably at the time he would have been 50s and 60s. And he used to call Arsene Wenger arsehole whinger, <laughs> which, for, which was the most childish <laughs> nickname going. Looking back now, I quite enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoy um, it. It's a, it's a fine nickname to be had, to be fair. <laughs> fine nickname, but yeah, Goodwin. Um, Goodwin was weird. I, I, I don't think, don't think they turned up really. They, had, they were very bright at the start. I'll give him that. Put a lot of pressure on at the start. But whether this, you know, I think we said to each other, "I've just got a storm to weather it." Dead got into it. Got um, a beautiful, beautifully crafted goal. Um, nothing scruffy about it at all. A wonderful assist from Stevie made, putting just the right amount of spin on the ball. 
Oh, yeah, it, t- it ticked all the boxes from start to finish. It really did. Clean strike, rifled into the bottom <laughs> corner by Liam Gordon. Um, speaking of Liam Gordon, um, on Sunday, he just laughed. Um, so, but it was, yeah, it was honestly, it was, it was brilliant. It was just a great moment, you know, you're ah, giving him, it's nice to remember what it was like to celebrate a couple of goals at McDermott the last couple of weeks and get the big in. Times, they are a-changing. You hope so. You hope so. Well, that was our football chat for the week. Let's get on to some nonsense. The Player of the Year Awards were indeed on Sunday, and this is where I'm going to let Dan do a lot of talking because I remember the meal, and I remember it not being very great, and that was about the last thing I remember. Yeah, you were spectacularly relaxed in the end. I've got to give you that. And also very sweaty. Uh, Yeah, it's because I think the dancing, I think I remember remember doing... um, because obviously there was a disco after the awards and obviously Locke Lomond. And I remember being up for Locke Lomond. And, but at that point, I was so sweaty, I couldn't take my suit jacket off because I was sweaty underneath. It was a really vicious circle. <laughs> there was nothing I could do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you couldn't really do a lot about that. Um, in all honesty, I do have to apologise to anyone who saw me dancing because I have one dance move and it is the Travolta out of Pulp Fiction. Nice. Not Travolta in Saturday Night Fever when he could <laughs> dance. Um, when he was Vincent Vega dancing to Chuck Berry in Pulp Fiction. Um, kids, Google it. But don't Google the whole film. Oh, no. Uh, don't YouTube the whole film because that might not be age appropriate. Um, that's a violent film. Good film. Um, a good film. But, yeah. So, no, nah, it was good. And I, I saw a lot of people, and I totally get it, saying... Well, we have a player of the year awards, you know, it's been miserable and all that. I think, but you go and you get into these things, and uh, it was a good crowd in there of people. I mean, Dre Wright and Stevie May basically cleaned up. Liam Craig got an award despite being, um, despite being retired for a year. What did Spinny get his for? What did, what did Liam Craig get his for as well? They were both sort of cult hero awards. I think Spoonie got his off the Mjorten Sweeties, but I just think that's because the Mjorten Sweeties wanted to. Um, having the picture taken with a housewife's favourite. Oh, he is a housewife's favourite. He's a handsome guy, David. I'm a big fan of David. He's the nicest guy in the world as well. Eh? See if I had a daughter <laughs> who was obviously age-appropriate and uh, she brought home David Wotherspoon, you'd be absolutely delighted. Ah, oh, he's a sweetheart. He's the best Wotherspoon. Apart from me and Wotherspoon Senior, who is a <laughs> hilarious individual. I'm, but I'm Sheila Daft. Oh, Sheila Daft. <laughs> Sheila, take a bow. Um, <laughs> but we had... Uh, yeah, I mean, we were sat... Because um, anyone who's been to one of these things, you get a couple of players, and you'd say we had um, Andy Constantine, very nice lad, but consummate professional. And he had to drive to our table. And Jimmy Brown, who is the most relaxed man in the world. He was getting And apparently, this winds Liam Craig up no end in training. Oh, is he too chilled out? I don't remember any of the, these conversations, <laughs> to be fair. I don't know what I must have been talking about. <laughs> he's, he's just, he's a very relaxed man. And um, no, very nice man. But we everyone had a great night, and it was not just about the play, not just about us hobnobbing with players and whatever. And um, but it was great crowd in there. It's lovely to see so many people actually, so many people who who listen to us. Um, big shout out to Mikey Ferguson who who sat on our table, um, who will who made a big point of this has got to get me a shout out on the podcast. Got to get me a shout out. So there's your shout out, Mikey. Um, you're getting it anyway. Um, Kirsty. It was also on our table and her family. Uh, very nice, very nice company. Had to deal with the four of us, us two, our mates, Tommy and Stephen, just shouting over each other all night. We're getting very shouty, weren't we? 
we were getting a bit shouty as we got a bit more drunk. Yeah, so, which does actually lead us on to a point here. Um, not about being shouty and drunk, but we mentioned about uh, Jay Wright and Maisel really cleaning up at the awards. So, you know, we normally put the player of the year vote to you people. We had to sort of make a decision and we didn't really know this was coming. Yeah, it was a bit of a, but we will have, obviously with our awards episode coming up, we will have some kind of something you can vote on. Um, you can have a Dogger Saints listener player of the year, which we are more than yeah. happy to um, to chip in, but it's likely to either be Dre Wright or uh, Stevie May, to be brutally honest with yeah. you. Yeah, we're probably not going to, and so the normal Fred McKercher, um, that was a very nice moment, actually. I think long-time listeners will know about our friend Fred and why. Um, we've got a trophy name named after him for the player of the player of the year. And Tommy, our mate, we mentioned is uh, Fred's son-in-law, and he was on stage uh, with me presenting the award to Dre. Another point I need to bring up, by the way, were you? Why am I in that photo? Well, this is it. So, so you during the week for some reason you were like, "No, nah, I'm not presenting it." It's like you can do it to me. Like, right? Don't give a shit either way. And we're like. And then Coyle was like, I'm not doing it, you know, because that's not his bag. So like, right, me and Tommy, you needed two of you to do it. So me and Tommy did it. And then you get your picture taken, you know, you come off the stage, you get the picture taken <laughs> with the player and the trophy. And then all of a sudden I heard a clatter of a chair and just saw this pink waistcoat hurtling towards the other side of Tommy and sticking <laughs> his arm around. So yeah, you didn't want to miss the photo. You obviously had a, a swift change of heart at the end there. Um, and why not, pal? Why? <laughs> we all had a rare time, and uh, the only two photos on my phone from the whole evening were um, one of Alex Mitchell and Daniel Phillips having an arm wrestle, and the one after of Alex Mitchell celebrating that said arm wrestle. I don't know the context of it. I don't know anything about it. Maybe you will, Dan, because you're always the kind of you've always got one eye on the ball. Um, no, I missed that. I must have been. Uh, chin wagging at that point because that was when you put on Twitter today it was the first I'd known of this arm wrestle <laughs> um, no I've got one I've not posted it but it involves a club captain who has another centre half on loan from Millwall sat on his knee and then has one half of a podcast sat on his knee it, on the mill on the Millwall loan knees so I'm not naming any names here <laughs> But it wasn't me. But there was two English blokes and a Scottish bloke. <laughs> so um, and it was at a certain time in the morning. So, and I discovered that on sort of, don't know, on like Monday at some point and was just fully confused about the whole thing. So, what did we just finish up at? Because I remember you went, you handed me your beer apparently and said, look after that and wait at the toilet. And by the time you came back, I drunk your beer and went home. You drunk your beer as well by that time. I oh. did, in qualification, I do think I bumped into someone. Oh, okay on the way I was chatting to it. and then I came back and yeah but this was uh, we finished up at um, I won't name names of who was in the group that finished up for that time but um, three in the morning I got home oh dear oh too old for that oh, I've been suffering for it for two days since I have been a, a bit dry of mouth the last couple of days but a cracky night and if you've thought about going to the Player of the Year Awards um, before but never did it get involved it's a it was great. We were well looked after. The players were, like I said, lovely. Um, it was. I thought we were supposed to have Stevie May and Theo Bear at our table. I don't know when there was a change there. I but... think there must have been a change after you posted it on Twitter without <laughs> without consent. Yeah, I, I <laughs> without consent. I, I, I wasn't. But yeah, no. 
in all honesty, I'm not going to say to the people who decided not to go that you missed out. And we had a great night. Might not have done, but hopefully, um, hopefully next season, Bolt might um, feel the feel a bit more happy going. Yeah, and I was in no place in network, but hopefully, Dan, you were going around asking everybody if they wanted to come on the podcast. Hopefully, I was actually good man. It's unusual for me, given <laughs> you normally shit the bed. <laughs> Yeah, you were sat next to Gary Bowling at the football and didn't realise until he'd left on Saturday there was a missed opportunity. <laughs> well, he patched me anyway. Nah, I'm yeah, text him about it. But he was, yeah, stood up for no, You made a joke. You made a fine joke about the other bowling girl. <laughs> Historical movie <laughs> reference. Nice. Yeah. And and I was like, and then it was only then I was like, oh shit, that was Gary Bowling. Yeah, easily done. But. Can. Can I speak about something else? Um, you can speak, Dan. The Dundee is your United game. Please do. I'm done at the Dundee United game, right? There's <laughs> there ended up being quite a few chuckles amongst the crowd in our little section on um, on Saturday, which doesn't normally happen. Normally, because we're losing. Um, but uh, obviously, my good mate Jim Spence um, was kicking about. Jim Spence of no uh, of no football allegiance, um, but always seems to surf up when we played Dundee United. Uh, funny that. Didn't have the guts to call me ball to my face, did you, Jimbo? Keyboard warrior. He is a keyboard warrior. Fair did point, you? well played. He's a weird looking guy, isn't he? Funny looking guy. Funny mm. guy. Back home to Not hair, ha-ha. <laughs> Not <laughs> ha-ha funny, but I don't have any solid link to it. Let's just go straight to this. I'm If you've not managed to get yourself down to the riverside at any point, that is what the women's team come out to when they've got a, a cable to obviously to play their music. St. Johnson women, I've played a couple of games recently. They lost 2-1 away to Queen's Park and their second to last home game was on Sunday there against Montrose. They did lose 3-2, finally. I, for some reason, I thought it was 3-all at one point and they lost 4-3, but it was 3-all. They were a goal down. Um, Morgan Steedman converted the penalty to equalise and seconds later uh, Steffi Simpson who was a SPWL2 Player of the Week nominee scored the second uh, before uh, when did they equalise? Uh, pretty early on in the second yeah of course and then there was just an absolute rally from them all the way through and then unfortunately scored a last minute goal but they're a horrible fucking bunch aren't they? They're a good football team I'll give them that but yeah a, a very serious mob I'm going to go with. Maybe because the men's team are shite and have been for a long, long time. So, um, although in, there is an alternate universe, um, if anyone follows Johnny Sharples on Twitter, who played 100 seasons as Celtic, uh, there is an alternative universe where Montrose win the UEFA, uh, win the Europa League That's right, in yeah. about 2070. Um, they come good. But... But to put it into context, what happened is Saint uh, Montrose had already visited um, the Riverside maybe about two months ago, and they accused Saint Johnston of celebrating. No, it was a draw, wasn't it? But they accused Saints yeah. of celebrating like they'd won the league, and then their manager complained about the pitch because it was grass, and they're used to playing on plastic, which was absolutely insane. But after this match, you could hear it clear as day over the whole ground. I fucking love beating yous, by the way. Fucking love it. That's a wee bit overly, you think? I'll tell you something. If there's one man in the world I wouldn't be directing um, sharp words at 
to get on the wrong side of it's Kev Candy, the Candy Man, the Saints women's manager. Because Kev can handle himself, but he's a I mean, he's a gentle giant. He's a lovely man, but he um, yeah, it was it was unsavory. It was unpleasant. And to be fair, the teams on the pitch, you know, they stuck in and stuff like that. But there was nothing too over the top from them. The supporters were very enthusiastic. There was a guy screaming and shouting at the linesman the whole game, just a bit over the top. And apart from, the, remember the one guy that shouted at the ref, if that was, if this was a real game, that would be a red card. <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense whatsoever. How is this? What is this? No. Is he, it was uh, like slagging him up. I, I, I just didn't Slugging. understand that one. That was nonsense. Got a women's football to uh, describe it as not a real game. Maybe that's, I don't know if that's what he meant. Um, or maybe the ref wasn't reffing it like a real game. Anyway, I think, I think what you have got to, what I always sort of try and keep in mind with, um, with the women's games is it's fair chance there's a bit of a in the crowd there is a bit of a relationship there are you know family or family or friends and stuff like that but if you saw someone at um say you took say miles was playing or noel was playing and you saw a parent acting like that on the touchline towards a referee in the junior game and it's no different here mm. just because it's adults football it's yeah it's it's unpleasant and it's obviously banging and very competitive. But I think if that's the manager setting the tone by saying stuff like that, then what chance have you got with everyone else? Get it right up in throws. I have got a complete dislike from in throws and you can get it up them. But we did speak to Kev Candy, who we must announce with Jamie Reynolds have been announced as permanent managers now. They've kind of been caretaker and assistant and looking after the team while... Um, Mark Nesbitt is going to be overseeing things, but he's stepping back into his general manager's role. And Jamie Reynolds and Kev Candy are now the full-time managers. So congratulations, Ed. Especially at Kev, nicest guy in the world. Met me on my cycle at the Fourth Road Bridge and played me to Celine Dion as I cycled off over the bridge again. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, he played it on his phone. Miss that detail. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was a, a fine moment. Um, and, and what a lovely guy. But we caught up with him and, as I say, the S. WL2 Player of the Week nominee and goal scorer Steffi Simpson. Here's what they had to say. We are now joined by Steffi Simpson, scorer of the second goal for Saints in a 3-2 defeat, unfortunately, this afternoon. What did you make of that? Uh, it's obviously gotten to come away with no points, but I think we played really well. I think we moved the ball about, I think, obviously conceding a goal in the last however many minutes it was, it's gotten. You dug in the second half when there was a lot of, it's kind of backs to the wall, a lot of that second half, but you kind of showed... Uh, Hell of a lot of resilience. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think we just had the de determination to come in today and prove ourselves, and I think we did a good job. And your new management team has been decided. Quite happy to have the stability now. Yeah, yeah, it's good to have everything set in stone and like have our plans to go forward. Brilliant. And two more games to go. You've got Gart Cairn here and then away to Kilmarnock. What is your goal out of them two games? Six points. Simple as that. Yep, you yeah. can't blame it. It was all kind of a bit hot-tempered coming after the game. What, have you had a chat about that after the game or anything? Uh, yeah, we just we just need to focus on ourselves and go forward. Brilliant. Thanks again, Steffi. We'll see you next week. Yeah, thanks for that. 3-2 defeat. Montrose, a great turnaround in the first half. And as, as we've seen here so often, showing a lot of character to get back in the game. Yep, and that was character was what we demanded from the players pre-match. Um, Montrose are an exceptionally good side and deserve title winners and, and um, maximum respect and congratulations to them for that. But we were certainly focusing on how we were going to play some of our key non-negotiables 
and work rate and effort and application was very, very high on that list. And f f to a person, they've got flying pass marks from me today. Yeah, the second half especially was a, a tough old event, um, kind of pinned in for a lot of it, but the team showed like people like um, Bex Robertson at the back, who's probably been the steadiest of the ship all season. What a she just doesn't put a foot wrong that lassie. No, Robbo's been um Robbo had to bide her time a little bit just after we came in. She was outside a wee bit. Um but once she got uh got herself up to speed and got that running games under her belt, she's been absolutely fantastic. But I need to credit the whole back line um today, particularly when you consider the wealth of riches that Montrose have uh, in an attacking sense. It's not easy to play against. I worked with Lauren Gordon when she was up at Aberdeen. Exceptionally good striker, London, excellent. You know, full of talented, talented players, but our defenders are talented as well, and so are our midfielders and strikers. So. And finally, on the full-time whistle, there was a bit of unsavoury comments made by the Montrose staff directed to you guys. It probably shows how much you're under their skin. Um, but what, what's your initial take on that situation? It doesn't bother me, to be honest with you. You know, um, I, take my hat off to Craig for what he's achieved with Montrose this year. Um, I've personally been through the, the transition from PL2 to PL1 um, back in the day when I maybe had a little bit more hair. And, um, you know, th there'll be a challenge ahead of them, but, you know, he's passionate about his football and um, that's all I can really say about it. But, you know, I, I, the congratulations go, but go without question to him for his achievements this year. Brilliant. And two games to go. Steffi touched on it. Six points. That has to be the aim, otherwise we might as well not turn up. Um, and, uh, you know, the only possible regret, um, you know, for, for maybe coming out with a loss today is, you know, it's been a great weekend for the club and um, great result for the men yesterday. And we obviously hoped that we could feather onto the back of that, but it wasn't to be. We'll see you again against Gartcare next week. Good man. Cheers. And just before we move on to something else, we've got a big kind of awards announcement regarding the women's team. We sponsor the men, well, we, sp we sponsor, we provide a trophy to the Player of the Year Award for the men, the Fred McKercher Memorial Trophy for the Dogger Saints and Dogger Saints Supporters Club Player of the Year, aka the Ballon d'Or Award. A catchy, smooth title, I feel, rolls off the tongue. I forgot about Ballon d'Or. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. was me who came up with it. Yeah, so in the full title, and the winners so far have been uh, David Wotherspoon, Xander Clark and Dre Wright have been the, the three winners of that. But the women, we don't provide them a trophy. <laughs> Until now, my friend. Yes, we have got a trophy. We don't even know if they're holding a player of the year competition, but we will be honouring one of the Perth princesses with a fine bit of silverware at the end of the season. Uh, well, we say it's a trophy, it's more of a shield. So, <laughs> the inaugural Dogger Saints Jade Green Shield will be up for grabs for, I think that's honestly the best title, of, I think the best thing I've ever come up with on this three years of podcasting. You, you text this to me today and I just started giggling in the middle of the office. It was, it was pretty great. I also, I, I also text, I also text Jade. Um, I sent Jade saying, um, yeah, I was going to say, remembered, said, yeah, we're, we've got, we've got the, the Jade Green Shield. Just uh, to, to speak about great Jade Green Shields, she's rapid, by the way. Oh, she's frighteningly quick. Yep. Uh, so, me and Jade both running in a uh, in an event in Perth, uh, the Tay Ten. Uh, so, I, well, I actually thought I ran quite well, and then realised it was a frightening standard. Um, Jade managed to do 10 miles in an hour and seven. She won't even, she was the second fastest uh, woman in there. So I, I don't, I 
didn't actually check while I did, and I forgot how much quicker the fastest woman was. And it's lightning. That it's it's nonsense. Um, yeah, it's. I, I hate our, our fitness levels. They're, they're just sickening. Um, but <laughs> the Jade Green Shield will be given to a worthy winner, I am sure, and we will discuss all the potential candidates for that at a later date. We'll also, next week, this was a bit hastily put together this week because we realised we've not done a, a podcast in a while. Uh, our technology has kind of let us down a little bit, so they'll be, they'll be more chatty this week than buttons and songs because I'm running on... Uh, uh, basic equipment, shall I speak? So the sound quality might not be as great as well, but we will have the likes of Saints Masters will be back. Have you li- have you listened to it on um, Great Sips Radio yet, Pop Master? No, it's all right. Just the same as it always has. They've changed. They had to change the theme tune a little bit. It's exactly the same. Have they done a? Um, have they got like something you can listen back to? Yes, on Great Sips Radio. Um, there is yeah. a. Oh, did I tell you what's happening with Lynn this week, by the way? Do you know, no, she, do you know, she, do you know Kyle Faulkner's holding a, a festival in Spain? Uh, a music yeah. festival in Spain. Lynn, yeah, Lynn's going. Oh, tell you what, how do you have a half live? Unbelievable. Eh? So well, how you're of a half live? Yeah, so she's flies into Alicante and it's just like, say, Benidorm, four days of beer and music and him playing View songs. Sounds terrible. <sighs> Every week. And I was like, my first question was, who are we going to get to look after the kids? And then she kind of didn't reply in a while. So I thought, right, well. You're not going. I am certainly not going, but uh, who cares? I've got Liam Doris' stagger. That'll be decent. Aye. That'll be good. Right. Let's go to everyone's favourite feature that isn't Giorgio Boy on the Royal. It's a club shop of shame. What's the shop? 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 Shame. The Club Shop of Shame, the podcast's longest-running feature, maybe the most stolen feature. Yes, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I think everyone's doing some variation on it. Uh, Old Boyle's been pinched a few times as well. Yeah, but let's not look into much about the Dogger Saints logo, about stealing things. Let's go to... <laughs> Beaver Guns. Zoga. Gonzaga University, do, uh, definitely do not Google them. Gonzaga, <laughs> um, The club shop is shame this week. Where are we going? Yeah, that's just good, Sam. We're going, We're to, going ja- to Bavaria. Oh, I thought we were going to Jamaica by the sounds of that there, sorry. <laughs> you, no, and, got to buy Munich. you and Kev for my work are the worst two people accents I have ever, ever heard. Well... I, 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 don't, I disagree. <laughs> Sorry. Bayern Munich. Good. <laughs> right. Have they been up before? So long we got this... Sorry? Have they been up before Bayern Munich? Oh, shit. What did they have? Um, it was something utterly elaborate as well. Was it not like a um, kayak or something like that? <laughs> it might have been a kayak. <laughs> a surfboard. Oh, no, it was a what's it? It was a... Um... Not, a not a buggy board. Paddleboard. 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 That was it. Yeah. Yeah, inflatable paddleboard that cost about 300 euro. So they've already been up to the capers and they are up to the capers again by the sounds of it. Well, this is a... Um... <laughs> yeah, this is sort of like a different end of scale. I've actually I've actually found it online. I was just going to work off the screen grab, but... Um... Oh, I've reduced it from the screen grab. Um... I don't... <laughs> I've had to go on it. I've had to press delivery, but I don't really want to. So they don't actually have an English translation of um of the um of what this is, but 
think we can. I, I'm actually. So I'm just going to come out with a German thing because apart from Craig Middleton, not to harp on about player of the year, but spoke to Craig at length on Sunday and just the best guy. Um, and his name's going to come up an awful lot on club soccer shame because he basically did our job for us. <laughs> Rifled through every club shop in Europe and sent us about a million. So he's keeping us in the pink for a while. Um, so this is the FC Bayern. Show us your badge between 1933 and 1945, lads. This is swastika. Oh, what's that swastika? Um, was it? Yeah. Because um, you know they do like club badges through the ages. Yeah. Like, there's all them graphics. <laughs> Bayern's just has it comes right from 1920 odd to 1933 down to 1945 to 1950 nah, odd or something like that. Expel it from... <laughs> yeah. It's like when the WWE just denied all knowledge of Hulk Hogan even existing for a little while. Just delete them <laughs> off everything. And Chris Benoit. Yeah. 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 Anyway, right. anyway. We've got ourselves right, into a bit. Right. So we've got the FC Bayern. Glue Pearl to a set. Right, so two is set, set of two, you get that. Now, what's glue pill, you could be asking? So now, we're going to do the Club Shop of Shame Mysteries. Do have a button for that? What was the Inspector Morse theme tune? Or the bill? I always liked the bill because there was a guy in it called Sam Miller, an actor. And and I said, I wonder if he still acts and stuff. He's now a producer or a director. And do you know what? We've got the same date of birth as well. How many others that? Really? Yeah. 28th September. Obviously, his was 1960-something, but... Right. Small world. Are you living a double life? Anyway. Right. <laughs> Fucking hell, this is Car Crash podcasting. So we're going to get to the root of what glue pearl is. Right. Fucking hell. Right. Here we go. So we've got a product information. Logo type. Printed logo. So what it has... So it has on it the FC Bayern logo. We don't know what it is yet, do we? Well, well I don't. You do. Sorry? Well, I don't it's even know what it is. No, I know what the lo- I, know, I know what a logo is, but you, you're not told anybody what the logo is on, what the actual product is. Well, that's what I'm getting to. Oh yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's the point. So that's yeah. so whatever it is, it's got the logo printed on it. Got you, right? got you. So there's two. It's a set of two. It's got a logo printed on it. Good. Right. Size and fit. Oh, now we'll be thinking. Dimensions: seven point two by two point four centimeters. Ooh. So it's not close. No, it's not. But it's unless it's close for a teeny tiny mouse but it's not a mouse either right that would be good if anybody's found any clothes uh that <laughs> mice clothes <laughs> on a club's website <laughs> <laughs> clothes for any kind of small rodent oh we probably should have just carried on claiming technical issues this week right <laughs> price right we're trying that might be a giveaway this might be a big giveaway price four euro 20 That's excluding right. vat back up to fiver yeah, so it can't be a big thing. We know what football clubs are like for markups, particularly buying the paddleboard. Material and care. Material, wood. Something smaller than wooden. I genuinely, I don't know what this is this week. I don't, I don't. Usually I know and I just have to play along because I've not seen it. I've genuinely not seen it. I don't know what it is. But we'll have, right, without Googling what glue pearl is, if the listeners at home, you've got your guesses, Sam. Have you got a guess? I really wish it was mice clothes made of wood. Is it small... Is it a small pair of like? Is that a keyring? It's it's not like clogs for a um for a dog or something like it, that. Is that a keyring? So, listeners, I'm just going to put you out of your misery. We present to you this week the Bayern Munich uh, clothes pegs. <laughs> Good. Are you washing line? Two two clothes pegs. Two clothes pegs. Not like two packets of clothes pegs. No, two clothes pegs <laughs> for, for four pound twenty. 
Oh, yeah, actually, I hadn't thought about that. That is a markup. That's absolutely um, right. You can, you can get, right. Go to the range or something, you can get like 100 clothes pegs for about four quid. That'd be less skin. Um, <laughs> is there anything football clubs won't sell? Also, say you went to like B&M's and you got a packet of clothes pegs, a bag of clothes pegs. I don't have a garden, so I haven't had to do this. Um, but I assume you get like a shitload. Yeah. About two quid. Sometimes they come right. in a little basket already and already like cellophane. Oh, well, that's good. That's what you're after. Um, so, yeah, Bayern Munich is selling clothes pegs. And I'm just going to come out and ask the big question here. Why are Bayern Munich selling clothes pegs? I, that is the question we all must answer or must know has, to get the answer to. Yeah. Has Papa Lazarou becoming within the League of Gentlemen become involved on the board of Bayern Munich? Yeah, you want to buy some pegs, Dev? Come on, Dev. That's a better accent, to be fair. <laughs> Ah, uh, come on, Dev, man, Dev, we're going to go downtown and sell some pegs. Proper <laughs> Hall of Fame shop is shame, innit? Five or five, two clothes pegs. Ridiculously overpriced, despite the fact, you know, you might think £4.20, but £4.20 for two clothes pegs is wow. So I think there's only one question left to ask, Sam. Pubs are for shame. Not even, not even worth discussing. Not no. even worth discussing. It is going straight in the club shop of shame. I actually seen a couple this week. We've had some people. Big tall Paul sent a load of Watford one, one Troy Dini T-shirt, which is on our Instagram. Check it out, Dan. It's, it's probably worth discussing at some point. Uh, there's a Knox County tape yeah. measure as well, which again, we should really just keep that in. That's <laughs> no. proper. I think Did we've had. We... Come up with as a as a as a joke once. <laughs> I'm pretty. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Have you ever seen? <laughs> We've never had a handy compendium yet. We haven't done that in a while. We need a handy compendium. If anybody can find any kind of compendium <laughs> for a football club, um, that'd be great. I'm re- I'm uh, listening to a baseball book, um, which is a compendium on the sport, which is a See, compendium of the 100 best players in the sport. I told you. I told you the compendiums were out there. And you've got to go find the companions. you got to let us know. All the usual social streams. Sorry. Sorry. We don't do that anymore. Oh, I like doing that. I think we should. I'll pad it out a bit. <laughs> Here we go. All the usual social streams. Douglas Saints on Instagram. Douglas Saints on, on Facebook. Douglas Saints on Instagram. And the old Conway Twitter. Don't you go revealing your pornographic taste to a couple of podcast hosts. <laughs> Speaking of which, Dan. Yes. No, we'll leave that to the end because I think it's, it's actually not too bad. I did uh, do a fair amount of um, cutting and clearing, shall I say, and we've got some of the ones. <laughs> there's a couple of bad ones in there, to be fair, but there's uh, it's a good one this week. But let's go to, I have been, well, I've been sitting in my kitchen doing this podcast now for three years and for the last seven months, maybe Lynn has been absolutely going off for dinner because it is full of football memorabilia and stuff waiting to be won. It's the name of the game, and I want to play the game with you. Life can be terribly tame if you don't play the game with two. And I want to play the game with you. Dude. The prize bungle. So you all entered in your thousands, literally, literally thousands yeah. entered. And the fine people at Saints in the community benefited to the tune of £7,122, which is absolutely friggin' ridiculous. Um, I didn't set myself a target of any amount, but that's um, 
surpass anything that any, anybody could have imagined. So from me, thank you very much. And don't ever make me do any kind of cycling ever, ever again. I've got to say, I mean, just a lot of well done. Absolutely not even towards myself. I've got to say, I mean, first of all, Sam, that was what you put yourself through with those couple of days. I might leave you to tell the Lake District story. But, but what you put yourself through, the physical and mental as well, a trial that you put yourself through in order to raise for the benefit of our community is, is just, I'm very proud of you, mate. Very, very proud. And, and I, um, I have to thank I you, I need to thank you, Dan, for, um, for one, for um, doing all the social media posting over the weekend and keeping everybody in the loop. It was very much appreciated and every kind of message I could see coming through and things like that. So it was very helpful. But yeah, I may have made a, a of it on the, the Friday, but before I get to that, Dan. Before you get to that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was at, sorry, just because it follows on from uh, what you were saying then, because we did have a bit of a light surge, as I think people were realising what you were doing, because obviously we posted, you posted the um, the route, which again, I'll come back to in a minute. But we, uh, I think just well done to each and everyone here. Done it. I know there was a prize at stake. I know there was a wonderful prize at stake. But you knew your chances were going to be pretty slim, because everyone would have, it's like, you know, winning... Not winning the Saints lottery because that's an actual thing. Winning the dogged Saints lottery, um, <laughs> and everyone would have wanted in, you know. But I think more it was just a generosity for this, you know, to contribute to a wonderful cause and also to support a moron doing a moronic for absolute up for wonderful reason. I mean, not just the reasons of the charity, the other reason, you know, it was amazing and well done to everyone, but especially well done to you, mate, because that was fucking brilliant. Yeah, the Friday in particular. Um, so basically, the long story short is I had a, an app which kind of plotted my route to Carlisle for day one and I went, yep, that's fine. I put it in and then loaded and it had me on all kinds of crazy routes and paths and like going up Canoe Hill and down dirt tracks and up and over cow fields. And I'm like, what's going on here? And it turned out that I typed and that I had a mountain bike and not a road bike. So it kind of took me off road as much as possible. And it literally, it was the worst. And I got into Carlisle at quarter to midnight and I was basically driving the road. Basically the equivalent of getting to Broxend Roundabout and all I had to do was go straight down the Glasgow Road, past the Cherry Bank in the middle of Perth. And that would have been me, like say that, the equivalent of Carlisle. But I was going down and it pulled me back off road again and then kind of had me off and then... Three miles along the road, big fence, road is shut. So I had to drive three, cycle three miles back, check my watch about 10 to midnight. I'm like, this is an absolute kind of disaster. But we got back to the hotel about uh, quarter to one. I've got a couple of things to interject with here. First of all, on the latter point, because I was trying to stay awake, because I was watching, I was like, I'm not going to go, because I'm a warrior, I'm <laughs> textbook warrior. So I wasn't going to sleep. I was trying not to go to sleep. I didn't go to bed. Until I was like, I'm not going to go to bed until I know he's back, right? Until I know he's in the old town. I was keeping up. I was keeping tabs with the lads and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and then fell asleep on my sofa about an hour before you got in. Um, second thing is, and I do feel a bit guilty about the Lake District fiasco because I'm not going to claim an expert in that part of the world. But it is on the next county up from where I'm from. Big counties, admittedly. But... I'm like looking at them thinking, why is it taking him through the lakes? And why is it not taking you around the other side of Cumbria, like around Shap and all that? Which would have also been a nightmare. You couldn't avoid a nightmare, but it would have been slightly Less different nightmare. Yeah. So 
and I didn't realise you were getting the message, but I thought I didn't want to put you off. Um, so, yeah, sauce. So not ideal, but uh, yeah, I went, I got a couple of hours of sleep, woke up thinking, well, my dad, who dropped me off in Warrington on the Friday morning, had gone back up the road, he'd gone to a party, gone back to his bed for a couple of hours of sleep, woke up to go on a holiday, and then somebody phoned him and said, yep, Sam's still out cycling. And uh, he's like, nah, he's no danger, he's going to get this done now. But woke up on the Saturday morning, felt okay. And then I thought, right, let's just get this, let's just get this done. So thanks to Greg and Adam who, well, Dad and Sarah first and foremost, Greg and Adam for the support crew on the Friday and Saturday, Lynn who came and switched in from them on the Saturday. And I remember getting a text at about 10 to 3 saying, do you think you're going to make the kickoff? I went, absolutely not. I'm outside Peebles by this point, I think. Uh, and somebody, I can't remember who it was, but they said, oh, never mind, stick in, just get it done anyway. And I'm thinking, you cheeky bastard. I, I was, <laughs> Honestly, the amount of fault, because we were doing um, doing the food bank collection that day. And just uh, all anyone came up to me asking was, how's Sam getting on? Is he going to make it for kickoff? And I was like, well, I think he's getting on all right. And no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and you know what? That was the least of my concerns yeah. for the whole thing. I could not give a flying... I think I was in Edinburgh during like half time or that. But Kev Candy, the Candy Man, was at the, um, the Fourth Road Bridge for me. Who can take with... a sunrise? <laughs> Who can make the sunrise? <laughs> the Candy Man can indeed, and he did bring candy, which was uh, which was which was nice from. Uh, and then John Chrissy met me at the other side of the bridge, number key thing, and cycle with me home. And thanks to everybody from Saints and Community who were at. McDermott waiting for me at half eight and every back at the club. It was just lovely. And I got a signed shirt from Danny Griffin from one of his Northern Ireland matches against Denmark, which was a lovely touch. So, but again, I'm never going to cycle again, but I'm wittering because all anybody cares about is who won the bungle? Who won the f- five signed tops? The Xander Clark, the Dre Wright, the Stevie May, the Stevie May boots, the Liam Craig shirt, the signed Henry Hall poster, the cigarette cards, the... Elliot Parish hat, which I still don't have, granted, I will get it, um, and everything else that came in this bungle, which was from top to bottom, absolute carnage. There had to be one winner, and we thought the fairest way to do it, instead of me writing down everybody's name individually, one thousand one hundred and twenty-four bits of paper, wouldn't it be an ideal? It went straight. Uh, basically, managed to get the PDF of every sponsored, copied and pasted, and put it into Google. The Google winning wheel, which is a lot of people use it to select it, and it's completely random. Put them all in, hit the button, and we got a winner, Dan. Dead. And the winner was. Congratulations, Martin Weir. You are the winner of all the bits and pieces, and nobody is more delighted than Lynn, who will have a clear kitchen table once again. The women's football, I'm still looking at it now. I've got it in my hand. You you will be the owner of all of these things congratulations thank you for sponsorship but again as i say thank you to absolutely every single person that did donate superb really really appreciated yeah well done man brilliant absolutely brilliant mate and me and you we've got a date on oh you you do yeah i did message him and he's like no way and the first thing he went was a dinner with dan explanation mark explanation mark so um, I'm I'm glad it went to a listener and somebody who I know is a Saints fan as well. So it's thoroughly deserved and a, and a nice guy, and he deserves deserve to win all the bits and pieces. But yeah, I will get them to you forthwith. Um, I still need to get a couple of bits and pieces framed, but 
Thank you to, again, finish off. Thanks to everybody. And we will no longer talk about a prize bungle until next year when we will have to do something else, which is equally ridiculous. But I'm not doing it this next year, Dan. I'm not cycling. <laughs> you can have my bike if you want. I'm never going to use it again. Um, no. Absolutely not. Right. It's time. We're going to have a little warning here. It's theme team time. And this week we are bringing sexy back. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so I'm going to leave it running in the background, though, because I think it's a nice touch. This is Theme uh, Team. George. We asked George Michael, what a guy. Remember, he, he was watching somebody on Deal or No Deal who needed surgery for something, yeah. and he phoned up and paid for it. He was, honestly, he's, um, he was, he, he, he was a sweetheart. He was a sweetheart. D d liberal use of public toilets, but that can be overlooked. He was just having a bit of fun. <laughs> yes. Right, let's go straight into this. St. Johnston versus sex things. And we're going to start off with Mikey with a belter. Lars Den Bonker. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, these are brilliant. Uh, Colin, Sergi Ball Scratcher. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know his name. I think it was David I've written down here, uh, or Daniel. Uh, I apologise either, but Granny Panther. <laughs> oh fuck! There is nothing. There's nothing sexy oh, about grannies, unless you're Wayne Rooney. Um, we no. have Fanny Griffin, Randy Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie, dearie me! Hey, Griffin, kill us a bit though. Uh, Nathan uh, Bartlett had five or six. Some of them we are not oh. reading out. Come on. We have to be somewhere child so friendly. Yeah. yeah. Dick Dazovich <laughs> was possibly the most sensible out of that one we could get. Uh, Dave Stormy, Daniel Phillips. I think that's topical as well. That's very topical. Good satire, Dave. Uh, Take it out was Fergie. Uh, yes, it was indeed. Uh, Dan Cleary, my internet history. <laughs> 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 brilliant Grant Fairweather um, has gone for the the less subtle Nigel Hasselwank <laughs> <laughs> we're so immature I love it um, <laughs> you're bringing out a bad side of me uh, Ali McMoist <laughs> from Ewan uh, Andy I think it could be Andy Gannon it was Andy Gannon uh, Lubavik Roy I said a Lubavik Roy brilliant uh, That's very good. Andy's, Andy's form recently, superb. Terrible at pop, Saints Masters, very good at theme team. We gave him a hospital pass. We did, we genuinely did, didn't we? It was um, basically it's the equi equivalent of sticking Conor McLennan at left wing back. That's what we did with Andy Gannon, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that, was, that wasn't good. Anyway. That was uh, Paul, big tall Paul, Jamal Hector, Peggingrum. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what pegging is, so we'll move on from that. I think is that, um, is that what... If you write to um, a senior member of the royal family... Willie, innit? Big Willie big, big style. Big Willie. <laughs> big Willie. <laughs> Come up with your hot shot lawyers. Alan Mainall. <laughs> Simple. No, Alan Main. Alan Mainall. Uh, yep. We'll call it that. John Paul McRide. <laughs> Which is great. Um, and Richard Fister. 
Fucking up. Don't sweat. I'm going to take a second here. I'll, that was awesome. I'll lower that the music. So Terrible. So funny. Ross Selfridge, which, well, again, we had John Balvaginal fisting. No. No, you're not getting that, Bob. That is too far. You've taken it too far. <laughs> I don't know whether there is a line in this one. But if there is, Ross just went over it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Smashed through the barricade with that one. Uh, and we'll finish with our personal favourite, and I don't think... I think it was a front-runner from day one, day one, week one. Ross Selfridge, two girls, two cups. If you're unaware of... I'm not even going to tell you to Google two girls, one cup. Nope, De- definitely, do do, definitely do not Google two girls, comma, one cup. Don't do it. But even if it doesn't come up on Google, try Yahoo or search, search your history. Might, your search might have a kind of block on it, but you will find I'll it. I'll suggest Yes, but um, there, that, was, that was sex. That was sex, sexy theme to <laughs> Lost it with that. You're a manky bunch. <laughs> Real monkey bastards. <laughs> monkey bastards. Uh, we need a theme for next week. We're not just retire after that. I don't see. It. I don't see any way forward. I don't see how we go on from this. Um, space, astrology, stars, planets. <laughs> Why not? We've done this. Don't think we have. We've not, and there might very well be a good reason for that. But I feel we need to bring some class back to the Douglas Age podcast after this week. Don't see your. What about the theme team? Don't see your anus. Don't see your. Oh no, <laughs> Kevin! You know Moon. what, Kevin? Mo- Kevin? Mo- yeah, um, um, Nigel Hassel, Jodrell Bank. I don't know what that is. Um, it's like where they do all the astrology stuff in in Stockport. Sputnik Dazovich. Oh, that's good. Um, Cosmonaut St Johnston, some other team too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it, but surely you can do better. Uh, Ross Elfridge, congratulations. You are the winner of an El Paz mug. Have 10. No, no, one. One will be fine. And uh, Big Tall Paul and Ian Buckley, I am still to send your mugs out. I promise I'll do it. I promise. I'll, I promise. They both I'll live do far it. away. That's the whole point of posting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That involves the post office. There's a whole thing involved. Oh, geez. Oh, what a, what a rammy. Right. Let's go to Saturday where there's a game of football to be had. There's two games of football. There's a women's game. They've got Gart Cairn at home. Get yourself along to that first and foremost. 1pm kickoff. And the men are playing Motherwell. Ah, she's all right, thanks, mate. She appreciate you asking. Yes! <laughs> Honest to God. It's like we've never been away. It's like the York and Cole of terrible jokes. Oh, York and Cole. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Yeah, Motherwell. Um, when are we safe? We're not safe until we're mathematically safe, but it'd be a very, very big step. Um, very, very big step for St. Johnston. A giant leap for St. Johnston kind. Um, yeah, I think I think we've, we've got enough about us to do it. Give them a doing. Maybe not give them a doing, but to get three points. Um, they've turned it around a wee bit more well since um, Stuart Kettlewell came in. Or have you typed that into uh, what's a WhatsApp group? Stuart Kettlebell. Yeah, I, I don't see um, some talk of guys coming back. I saw some talk of Chris Kane coming back, actually, back in full training. Um, and the manager was talking him up 
possibly for a place this weekend. So it should be lovely to see, um, certainly, but I wouldn't change much. Barring injuries or barring guys coming back in, I wouldn't change anything up much. And they've just got to put in the same kind of performance, even if it's not pretty. I've, I've got a football Points made prizes. They do. I've got a football question Sorry. for you, Dan. <laughs> Unheard you. of on this for the first time in 81 How episodes. Much? Um, would you give Steve McLean the job now if it had to be offered to somebody? No. Do you know what? I think after only because it's two games. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it's so sexy, George. isn't it? And he was a sexy man. It is only two games, but the marked <laughs> improvement between them two. <clears throat> Do you, know, do you want to know something? It's not something I particularly thought about. I think because Arts at Saints at the minute, there's obviously stuff with takeover, which we don't really know where it's up to. Obviously stuff with, do we know what division we're going to be in? Um, yeah, and so I think there is a hell of a lot of moving parts. And I think you look at, um, you look at Dundee, Parted company with Gary Bowyer this morning, which was weird, but already names are coming out and stuff like that. There's been none of that with Saints. So, I, I, you know what? If it is um, if it is Steve McLean, I wouldn't really have an issue with it. I've just got to think about, I don't know, a, a clean break is appealing to me, but if they do want to go down the road of folk that are sort of there, then I think he'd, I think he'd be all right. Yeah, I <laughs> Could be a lot worse to add, but it wouldn't be a very decent prospect coming to make damage for Motherwell on on Saturday. Certainly, I don't think they'll be looking forward to it one bit. If if Stephen McLean can get anything like what it used to be under Tommy Wright, a hard place to go to, and uh, having to grind out results, and uh, away managers coming up with terrible excuses as to why they didn't win, and I'm all for it. Well, do you know what? This is this is probably a thing because a lot of people have been saying, "Oh, they want Tommy back," which is again, right? It's not the way I'd go personally. But don't forget, you got McLean. The worry about McLean that a lot of people have is that he was part of coaching staff under Davidson. So would he be more influenced by Davidson? He was a senior player under Tommy Wright. So if you get a second coming of Tommy Wright, that's not a bad. That's not a bad prospect. So I don't know. Um, it'll be up to whoever's making the decisions um, at that particular time. But if we're speaking about Callum Davidson and about Dundee. Yeah, next favourite for the, to be the next Dundee manager could actually be happening by the time this goes out tomorrow morning. No one on this podcast, it's usually a weekly podcast that's already out of date within about 10 hours. So, fingers crossed. I wish him all the best. Um, no hard feelings. The man needs to work. Exactly, and I do as well. Um, I do worry whether it's a particularly good job for him to go to. Um, whether he's just hopping on the sort of Scottish manager's merry-go-round and he'll just go round and round the cinch, but yeah, I, 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 whatever he does, I wish him all the best. Um, like I say, it's, it just didn't work out in the end, so that was it. It didn't work out for us, but he's still, he's still more than welcome to the club. He's still pals with everybody at the club. It's, it's, it's football at the end of the day. It's a job for them. It's it's more than up to us, but that's the, the fickle world of football fans, certainly. But we've come to the end of an episode. We've got big news, though, as, as you guys have been turning up in your carrier bag fills. For the food bank collection, which you will see Danny in his fetching hot pink fuchsia anorak outside the Ormond stand. What are you collecting? You'll know the, the drill by now. Bring your stuff down to them before the game. 
They'll take donations and they'll take it in the club shop as well. But Dan, what will you be needing this week? Thank you, Sam. That was very nice. That was a very nice intro. I'm not going to lie to you. Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys, you've been giving me a pain in my hard drive with your generosity on the foodie bee. So, but this week, yeah, in all seriousness, um, if you'd like to make a donation again this week, I know if you are in a position to do so, because I know times are tough for the most folk, which is what makes it all so astonishing. Um, but we're after small laundry products or stuff like, you know, um, washing powder and all that. Uh, tin fruit, tin spuds, tin soup, tin tomatoes, tin veg, uh, toothbrushes. It's actually the same as last week. So, um, but if you want any any non-perishable is is more than welcome. Um, Angel Delight. And gratefully received. We have had some Angel Delight donated. Did you keep right. it? Did you keep it? <laughs> there was some <laughs> temptation there. There's been a couple of things that got I'm like, oh, I'll tell you what. Um, I might have to nip and go and get myself some of that after. So, but no, everyone's as say, everyone's been brilliant. If you can't, just probably a couple of FAQs we've had. Um, if you can't, if you're not making a game, or if you miss us. Because we had someone on foot, you know, kindly bought a donation down, but we packed up. Because don't forget, whatever combination of volunteers we've got, we're all going into the game as well. So we close up at 10 2. That's really as late as we can leave it. And by the time we've, you know, put all the, put all the stuff away. If, but Betty in the shop is open earlier and later than us. And she's kindly said she'll take in any donations anytime the shop's open. So if you, if you can only make it down in a week or something like that. Um, just pop in and see Betty, and she'll um, and she'll take take kindly take the donations. Um, and we obviously we have the chat uh, we have the charity pots as well there, the cash pots. They don't actually go to to the Perfect Kimros Food Bank. What they go to is saints in the community and their food based projects. Um, so that's how I do it because the food bank takes donations in food form, and then saints in the community can do stuff with a, any cash donation. So, but any donations, big or small, are very, very gratefully de- uh, deceived, received. No deception here, <laughs> pals. We love you all. So, no. And um, and we've been knocked out. We've been absolutely knocked out every time. So, yeah, let's keep it going. Really, really appreciate it. Um, two more games this season, home games, and then obviously we'll be looking um, next season. Brilliant. And finally, as one online fundraising campaign closes, another one remains open and do not for one second forget about Dan and raising money for Macmillan Cancer Research uh, for his dad. Um, Edinburgh Marathon, 25th of May coming up. You've re- I checked it earlier on. It's a frightening total. Yeah. I, I, again, unbelievable generosity. Um, you guys, you guys. You guys. So it stands at... £1,434. That's the online total. There is more to go in. Uh, that money is just resting in my account um, <laughs> as it stands. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of Father Ted references recently. <laughs> Google does a funeral when Colin went on holiday for the food bank. Um, I've, but I've got, um, yeah, so basically I'm running the Edinburgh Marathon two weeks on Sunday. Um you know, my dad's not what did I tell you about him, by the way? I think people might enjoy this as well very quickly. Mum was like, How much are you giving Dan? And he was like, um, well, do I have to donate? And I was 
you kind of you don't have to, but you kind of want. Well, it's for me, isn't it? I mean, it's like <laughs> you realise the money isn't going to you, right? <laughs> he didn't realise that, but he just thought because, oh, you know, maybe fair enough. He thought he had an exemption from donation. That's um, fair enough. And I've, 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 I think he, he deserved himself a pass out of that. I'm still due to, I'm yeah. still due to donate as well, to be fair. Which I was, um, yeah. And I was like, I was like, he doesn't have to donate. And then one basic bullet him into donating 50 quid. So, uh, which is presently resting in my account. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, we'll post the links on all, all the usual social streams and all that. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of you have donated already and he's, <clears throat> gratefully, gratefully. I can't begin to express how grateful I am for it. Try and raise as much as we can, much as we can for these um, wonderful people that would be... Um, Another one, sorry, very quickly. So um, Dad was in a hospital appointment um, and his nurse, Finch McMillan, um, not NHS, Yannick, her, um, who I keep calling Yannick Balassi, um, <laughs> her, um, she was speaking to my mum and she's like, oh, she said, I'm, oh, I'm you know, I'm going to see my son running a marathon at the end of May. And mum's like, oh, so am I. Um, he's like, oh, what, on the 28th? Yeah, it turns out um, my dad's nurse's um, son is also running the Edinburgh Marathon on the 28th of May. So. Nice. Do you know what would have been even cooler than, uh, story, though? If she thought you were his son as well, and you were both, what's his name? Danny. Danny William. And showed the picture, you both showed the same picture of the same son. That would have been some epic kind of soap opera nonsense. And then somewhere... Somewhere there is one person with half, one Danny Williams with half a Mercedes medallion and another <laughs> Danny Williams with half a Mercedes medallion and then they'll come together at the Edinburgh Marathon. And what would happen? Only time will tell, but if, get yourself down to Edinburgh <laughs> on the 25th of May to find out if that's... 28th. 28th of May, beg your pardon for that exact situation. <laughs> but we've come to an end of an episode which was a bit cobbled together, but thank you very much for listening all the same. We'll be back. Popmaster, if you want... <clears throat> Saints Master, you want to have a go at that? Uh, we've still got a, a back catalogue for Wendy Who. We'll be back to that next week because they're still assigned David Witherspoon print up for grabs for that one. Um, we will cover the Motherwell game. We'll cover the Gart Cairn game. We will look forward to an away match against Kilmarnock and all the usual shenanigans, including space-based Saints theme team. That could be good. It could be. Oh, we're also going to have a musical interlude next week with Kyle Fumi. We're getting him on to talk about a Saints song he wrote. Oh, quality. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, because uh, I kind of bumped into him after the, the our big quiz last year outside Sam Fender, and we've been looking to get musical interludes on. So um, he came to me a few weeks ago. So if, if you listen to this, I will be in touch this week. Yeah, and if anyone else listens, is a uh, local musical act. Uh, you might fancy being showcased, showcasing the songs. Give us a shout, because we'd like to do that. Yeah, if you want your music played, you need to be a Saints fan. Just want if you if you know anybody who's got a band, wants a wee song at the end, it will beat Bear in the Big Blue House. So we'll see you later on. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks. Do you everyone. have time to sing a goodbye song before you go? Always bear. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye.